Ahead is the full recording of a sermon and worship service at New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church in East Toledo, Ohio. We hope that you've chosen to listen to it because you believe that the Lord may speak to you through the sermon, through the message, and you want to have fellowship with God's people in this uh, technology-based way. We hope that as you listen, you will grow to new heights in Jesus. Thank you and God bless.
How has the Lord been speaking to you this week? What have you seen? What's happened that caught your attention? And God said, hey, pay attention to that. And so sometimes you think, well, that's just for me. It's just something that God said to me and it isn't for anybody else. And that's okay. You come and share that anyway because sometimes how you hear, how you listen, how the Lord speaks is just as potent or powerful for someone to hear as, it, it, as the message maybe that you heard. Okay? And so how has the Lord been speaking to you this week? Right there. I have a song. Alright, we like songs. I want to say something to everyone in a spirit of humility, a spirit of meekness, and a spirit of Christ-like love. There's chaos and calamity in the world and there's so much hurt and distrust when police are killed we need to say something when black boys are killed we need to say something and when we don't say something we're saying something we have the spirit of redemption when we speak at our concerts and our churches I beg of you Let's ask the people that we are accountable to stand in front of to pray with us for healing.
I feel great, except I think I slept on my shoulder wrong and it hurts, but it happens. So I need two volunteers, and I, Nikki, and I volunteer Dan because he never gets to do anything, so, because he's usually the one up here, so. Alright, alright. Okay. Stand right here. Are we wrestling? I mean, I can take you. Okay. 
Nikki is going to be the judge. You okay. are going to be someone who <coughs> stole something. Okay. Now we have no evidence whatsoever to prove that you did, but okay. everyone else says that you did. So now you being the judge, would you find him guilty? If everyone else, if he has got a bunch of Come witnesses saying that he did it, but there's no evidence saying that he did what he did, would you find him guilty? I don't know why they all hate me. <laughs> okay, so you, you would say no, right? But now you have a crowd of people saying that he did it. Lock him up. Yeah, you have a crowd of people saying that he did it. Are they, are they witnesses many, many, to his crime? Are they just saying he did it? Well, they say we don't know. Mm. Big, big crowd of people yelling, saying that he did it. Would that, would that sway your decision? Would it make what it, me? Would it, would it make it harder for you as a judge to say that he's, he's a guilty man? If I'm going by the law, yes, it would make it harder. Okay. But I would still say he's innocent. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Well, then he laughs like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> so... We all know when we go in front of, if we ever do something wrong and we go in front of a judge, that judge's job is to determine whether or not, or a jury, that that person is guilty or innocent, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So now, usually, we want to say that, okay, well, the jury finds the man or woman guilty of what they did, so that means they must have done it. Right. Is that always true? No. Clearly not. There's been hundreds of times where innocent people have gotten locked up because of what? Others say. So, and it, and it goes the, the same way. There's been thousands of people who have been let go, even though they were guilty because of what others were saying. So, as we go through this, I want you guys to keep that in your mind. Okay? That little thing that we were doing up here. I want you to remember that. And we're going to be going to Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 13. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> now, at one point in time, there was a. I went before I became a Christian. I was, I think, I want to say, thirteen or fourteen. I was hanging out with some friends, and some guy was talking all kinds of stuff. And well, my one friend said, "Well, we're going to go fight him." So they, me, and all my friends went. To confront the guy about things that he was accused of doing. So, my other friend and this guy start arguing and they start actually fighting. And at one point, my friend pulls a knife. And at that time, I got in front of him and I said, no, look, man, this isn't worth it. We just need to go. I was like, you've done cross the line. I'm like, let's just go. And the whole time, he keeps pushing and pushing like, no, no, we, we need to settle this. I'm like, this is not how you settle things. You don't settle them with a knife. So I was like, we just need to, I was like, let's just go, man. I was like, let's just go. And he just, he kept pushing it. So I walked away. About five minutes later, I have a cop come storming out of his car, throws me against the car and puts me in the car. I'm like, wait, what did I do? I was like, I have no idea what I did. And the cop told me, he's like, well, you were, you were, you're, we have witnesses saying that you pulled a knife on somebody. I'm like, I don't even have a knife on me. Like, how, how can I pull a knife on somebody if I don't even have one? So, I eventually told the cop what happened, and we went back to the place where the 
fight broke out and looked at the cameras and they found out that I was actually trying to stop them. But at that time, I was like, I did nothing wrong. I was like, I'm being accused and already pretty much being found guilty of something that I didn't do. And that that hurts. It makes it makes you feel like you're worthless. Like your word means absolutely nothing. Yeah. So we're gonna look at this, and I want I just want like I said I want you to keep that in your mind. And starting in verse thirteen, it says, "Then Pilate, when he had called all, when he called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me.'" as one who misleads the people, and indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those of which you accuse him. Nor, not, no, neither did Harold, for I, sent him, for I sent you back to him, and indeed, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. So a little bit, so a little bit before this, Jesus had been brought to Pilate because the chief priests and everyone was saying that he was doing wrong. And multiple times Pilate has said, I cannot find anything wrong in this man. So he sent him back where he came from. And even Harold could not find anything wrong in him. So he sent him back to Pilate. So they're going back and forth between the crowd of people and all the chief priests and all that. They're trying to find some reason that Jesus deserves death. And they can't find it. Continuing in 16, it says, I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one of them at the feast. And they cried out at once, saying, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, 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 who had been thrown into prison for a certain for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder Pilate therefore wish, wishing to release Jesus again called out to them but they shouted saying crucify him crucify him <clears throat> so they wanted to release a prisoner who had already been found guilty of murder and a rebellion. Because they wanted Jesus crucified. Mm-hmm. Who was an innocent man? Right. Who had no reason to be put to death. But someone who took a life, and back then, it was perfectly, it was not perfectly okay, but it was told to, a life for a life. Mm-hmm. That was one of the rules way back then. So a man deserving of death, they want them. They want the. They want Pilate to release him, to put an innocent man to death. Mm-hmm. Where's the logic in this? There's 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 no logic in that. Why would why would someone want to put an innocent man to death for no reason? But they want to release someone who deserves it. Going to verse 22. Then he said to them a third time, Why, what evil has he done? I have found no reason for him in de- for death in him. 
I will therefore chastise him and let him go. So again, Pilate, for a third time, is telling these people, look, there's no reason to put this guy to death. Mm -hmm. Now listen to what the crowd does. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he had be crucified. And the voice of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one who they requested for for rebellion and murder and had been thrown into prison, but he delivered Jesus to their will. So Pilate's view was changed by the people that were in front of him. It even says he knew that there was nothing wrong in him. And yet, he delivered Jesus to their will because of what everyone around them was saying. He found Jesus guilty because of what other people were saying. Mm-hmm. Peer pressure? Mm-hmm. Ever, anyone, who's in high, anyone who went through high school knows peer pressure can be a real pain. When you have people around you saying, here, just try this, just try this. Everyone else is doing it, and you're like, no, it's, I don't want to. But everyone else is doing it. Well, the truth is, is hey, it's never everyone else. Right. So now when we go out into the world, and we look at other people, and I, I kind of like the fact that the inspirational reading was kind of tied to all of this, was when we go out there, in the world, who are we to judge someone else? You don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what their thoughts are. You don't know where their heart truly lies. So, where is it our place to say, well, I want nothing to do with you because so-and-so over here said you're a bad person. But that's what we do. You see it all the time. In everywhere, you see people avoiding other people just because of what someone else has said. Mm-hmm. Now, when we had Nikki and Dan up here, Nikki said that it would be harder for her to judge Dan with a bunch of people yelling at her saying, He did it, he did it. So, we are not given the job to judge people. We are not given that for a reason because we do not truly know where their heart lies. But we do it all the time. We find people guilty of things before we know the facts. And we find them guilty based on what other people say about how they were raised or the color of their skin or where they came from. None of that matters. What matters is we come from one God and we are put on this earth to serve that one God. That's right. Amen. So why are we in here all the time debating with whether or not that person is worthy to be here? Well, here's the news. Newsflash. We are not worthy to be in God's presence, but yet here we are. That's right. We are not worthy... We do not deserve to be in the presence of God, but yet here we are. We have done so much bad things just in our own lives. 
So who are we to judge someone else for what they do? We ain't no better off. I hear all the time, oh, well, Christians, they say that they're perfect people and that that they're better than everyone. No. A Christian is no different than a non-saved person. The only thing that separates us from them is that we know where we're going in the end. A lost person doesn't know where they're going. They don't know their end outcome. As a Christian, we know that. That is the only difference that separates us. Is when we die, we know we're going to heaven to spend it with Jesus. And like Alicia said earlier, it is our job to teach these people that they can have that same thing. Yeah, their life may not get easier. Their life may not get a smooth, smooth sail for the rest of it. Because that's not what God promises us. So, it's a little, it's a little crazy that this, this crowd of people, after being told multiple times that Jesus was innocent, that they, they wanted Him killed anyway. Now you put yourself in Jesus' shoes. You know you did nothing wrong. You know that you did not do it. That you were innocent. And yet because of what everyone around you is saying, you get found guilty because of it. That hurt. That hurt a lot. But wake up, look in the world. That's what we're doing today. That's what this world is doing today. They are finding innocent people guilty because of the color of their skin, where they come from, how they were raised. They think if you're from Iraq, you're a terrorist without even knowing a person. They think if you're black, you, you, you want nothing to do with white people and you think your lives are better than everyone else. They think that if back when um, Pearl Harbor happened, they thought if you were Japanese, you were going to bomb them again. Even Vietnam, when Vietnam was happening. This stuff has been happening all the time, ever since Jesus' day. Why is it so hard to change that? Why is it so hard for us to just accept people for who they are? Why is it so hard for us to stand up and say, look, I know, I know that you're not the same as me and I know that we come from two different lives, but you know what, let's work together. Because together we might find ourselves stronger than working apart. Mm-hmm. You can't look at someone and judge them just by that. That saying first impressions mean everything, I, I think that's bogus. You can't know everything about a person the first time you meet them. Right. I think that, and I've always thought that, I've always thought that that is the most bogus saying ever. Because how much can you really know someone the first time you meet them? Like Nikki said earlier, when she first met Randy, you can't know somebody just by one conversation. It takes years to know somebody. That's right. 
Me and my wife have been married almost eight years, and I still don't know everything. Yeah, and that's the thing. You never will. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard my, my grandpa and grandma have been married for almost 50 years, and they still don't know everything about each other. You will never fully know every intention a person has. And this is why God did not give us the job to judge people. Because... We put innocent people away for no reason. And then we let the guilty one go free. This is the world that we're growing up in. This is the world that... This is what the world's come to. Where we're perfectly okay letting a guilty man walk while an innocent man gets killed. But the best part about what Jesus did is now we have that relationship with God. We have a way to get to heaven. Because that is the love the Father shows us. Because He knew where the world was heading. He knew we would be here today. And He knew we'd still be struggling with the same hatred that they were struggling with back then. So he sent one man to die for us. One man so an unworthy person can get to heaven. One sacrifice so the guilty man can be set free. Yet when we walk around our day, we do the same things that crowd of people. And we know that Jesus died for us. We know that that innocent man died for us. Yet we judge an innocent man, an innocent woman, by what, they, what others say. And you know, you can actually mentally kill somebody by doing that. I'm not, you, don't, you don't physically have to put them to death, but you can mentally destroy a person's life by accusing them and finding them guilty of stuff that they have no clue what's going on. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, says, for, love, for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died, then all died. And if he died for all, that those who live should not live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Amen. One died so that we all died. If we are a Christian, we are not supposed to be that old person that we used to be. It goes on along a little bit later, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Who here knows that one? For the old has passed away, behold, the new has come. So if we are Christians and we are supposed to be like Christ, then I say it's time to stop the hatred 
for once in our life, look at someone and just say, look, I don't know who you are. I don't know your story. I have no idea where you came from, but I love you. And I will be with you because you are my brother and sister in Christ. Instead of looking at someone and saying, oh, well, they don't look right or they don't talk right. Let's stop putting innocent people away. Because truth is, is no one on this planet is innocent. We are all guilty of something. The only people that might be innocent are little kids who don't know any better. That's it. There is not a single innocent person, probably over the age of, I'd say, probably about four or five, once they start knowing the difference. There's no one innocent. We've all done wrong. Everyone. We've lied. We've stolen. We've cheated. Exactly. So if that's the case, if we've all fallen short of the glory of God, then who are we to judge? We have no place to judge people. None. It's our place to tell people we love them. It's our job to tell people that I'm a Christian and you know what, you can be too and you can have that love that God gives me. And it's as easy as saying, Jesus, I accept you into my life. It's a 30-second conversation. There was one time where I was with Dan. We were at lunch together. And I'd say in probably less than a minute, we were praying with a girl, the waitress, because she had accepted Christ. It doesn't take long. But we're so worried about what that person might think about us. We're so worried about, oh, well, this person might think I'm crazy in the head. Because God speaks to me. You know what? We're, we're all crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all allowed to be a little crazy. We're all allowed to be a little goofy. Because that's who we are. As long as we all know at the end that we are brothers and sisters in Christ living for our one true God. We don't need to be that crowd of people yelling crucify and crucify Him. But what's sad to think about is how many Christians actually would. How many Christians would actually be part of that crowd? And you know that there there had to have been People in that crowd that knew Jesus was innocent, but yet they were following that crowd. They were following that crowd, knowing that that Jesus was an innocent man, yelling, crucify Him. Because it's what everyone else was doing, right? Two thousand years later, we're in the same boat. It's crazy. That this much, this, this, this many, many years that have been passed, we still have the same problem. We still have so much hatred against people because we don't know them.
what caught my one of the things that caught my attention in this was I really wonder how many people were in that crowd and that were silent because they were afraid I wonder how many people were silent the thing that I'm afraid of is I have a feeling that it's a very very small number Because if it was anything like today, it would be a very small number. We don't need to be afraid of who we are. God gave us our life and our path for a reason. Everything that we go through in our life, we go through it for a reason. I had to grow up at a very young age because my, we had lost our house and I ended up living in the car. For six months, I had to grow up fast. But it taught me more than I ever thought it could. When I was a kid, I watched my dad beat my mom nearly to death. And it taught me more than I ever thought it could. The things you go through in life can teach you whether it be good or bad. The things Jesus went through in His life were meant to teach us. Sometimes I wish that the outcome wasn't the way it was. Sometimes I wish that they would have released Jesus. But at the same time, I wonder what the world would be like if they did. I don't think I don't think this world will be alive. So when you look back on that, when you look back and realize that love, that unconditional love that God poured out for us. If you look back on that, then you'll really realize how messed up we are. It is impossible for one of us to love like that. I could never in a million years send my kid to die for someone I don't know. I don't, even if God told me as plain as day, hey, you need to do this, I'm going to be like, I'm going to hide. But that is the love of our God. So if the love of our God sent an innocent man to die for us, shouldn't we show him a little respect? Shouldn't we show him the love? Share his love with others? Because he sent an innocent man to die so that we could live. And you hear all the time in media the hatred. There's a lot of things I write when I'm writing and my wife doesn't like it sometimes because a lot of the stuff I write is very dark. And I have had mental issues in the past. Most don't know, but I was actually 
diagnosed by doctors as bipolar schizophrenic. I had things happen that should not have happened. I'm not trying to I don't want the pity, I don't want none of, I don't want none of that. But I want you guys to see that a broken person from a broken life can be a great person. I try every day to be who God wants me to be. And when I'm writing, it's my way of getting all the stuff off, getting all the stuff off my chest. Sometimes when I'm writing, I hear God and I hear Him saying, Why do you write like this? And the only answer I can give Him is because that's who I am. I'm not always a happy person. I'm not always the smiling person willing to help out every time I can. This is who God made me. This is who God made you. God made you to be you, not to be someone else. We don't have to become a Christian and completely change. We can still be ourselves. But we can be ourselves without the hate, without the darkness. We don't need to keep killing innocent people just so that we can get a little bit of satisfaction. Me personally, I don't know if I'd ever want an innocent man to die because of what I said. But some of the things I've done when I was in high school, it's probably happened. When I was in high school, we used to bully a kid so bad where he, he attempted suicide. Because he got bullied every day. And it was me and my friends doing the bullying every day. I've never really thought about it. I never really cared. That this kid, no idea where he came from. No idea anything about his family history. No idea. This kid could have died because of what I did to him. He could have been the most... He could have been the next president for all I know. Yet because of what I did, he could have died. So if you think for a second that the things we do in this world don't affect other people, you are wrong. And they were wrong back then. Pilate had told them multiple times. He even sent him back to where Jesus came from and told, and even Harold said, There is no guilt in this man. And yet they killed him anyways. This is not the world we need. This is not the world that we're meant to live in. We are not meant to live in a world where innocent people have to die just so we can be a little bit happier. Or will you let a guilty man go free because you'd rather have that happen?
Like I said before, we're all guilty of something. We are all not worthy to stand in the presence of God. Yet because of one man willing to die on the cross. And the only reason why Jesus was willing to do this is because He was commanded to. He would have rather not died. He prayed so hard that God would take it away that He sweat blood. Jesus didn't want this to happen either. But it's what had to happen. So when you're thinking about that, when you think about that, let it, let it sit in for a minute, that Jesus did not want to die. But it's what had to happen. So He did. Now if you let that sink in for a minute, why are we so unwilling to help to tell people that this is what happened? And because of this, we are now free. Let's love like God loved. doesn't matter what a person looks like. Like that song said earlier, we all bleed the same, right? We all bleed red. So if that's the case, if we all bleed the same, then why can't we treat people the same? There's one thing that I wanted to get first, and that is don't put an innocent man away because of what others say. We don't have to put an innocent person away because of what everyone else thinks. Now say that little object lesson we had up here earlier. Now say if Nikki was a real judge and Dan was really being found guilty of something that he didn't do. If he goes to prison for what someone else did, that's going to destroy his character. That's going to destroy who he is. And yet, it's our responsibility now to, to judge people, to, to put them away. But when we go to court, that's what, that's what happens, right? We, you have a judge, you have a jury, and it's their job to put people away. Yet not a single person on that jury knows anything about that person being accused. Now I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that there's, there's a problem with that because it, it has proven effective. I mean there's been more times than not where guilty people truly were guilty of something and they go to jail. Or innocent people really get proven innocent. But there's flaws in it because we're flawed. And as long as people are in judge, are a jury, it's never going to be right. And that's just a sad fact. As long as we're in charge, it's never going to be right. So let God be in charge. Let Him determine whether we're worthy to stand in His presence when we die. Because I don't think I am. With the stuff I've done, 
I don't think I'm worthy, not one bit. You know what? God loves us. This brings me to my second point. There's a ladybug on me. No, it was a ladybug. But this brings me to my second point. Don't forget how much God loves you. God loves you so much that He allowed an innocent person to be killed for you. He was found guilty and never proven innocent. That is the love that God shows us. That is the love that is supposed to be in this world. That we would welcome everyone. That we would love everyone and help as much as we can. That is how the world should be. That is what God wanted from the start. And us being stubborn and hard-headed had to go and mess it all up. And now it's gotten so bad it will never be right again until Jesus comes again. It has gotten so bad that no matter what happens, it's never going to be right again. Not until the day Jesus comes back and then it's going to be right. And I'm a little scared when that day comes. Because I know I am not a perfect person. I know I've made mistakes. And even as a Christian, I know I've... Messed up plenty of times. But God loves us so much that we can keep coming back. We can keep coming back. No matter how many times you've messed up, you can keep going back going, I did it again. I messed up. But here's, here's, here's the kicker to that. That does not give us the right to keep messing up. So if you mess up, and you know you messed up, you should do everything in your power to go to God and say, look, I messed up. I'm not going to do it again. Do everything in your power to make sure that you don't do it again. Now if you go to God saying, hey, look, I messed up, but I'm going to keep doing it anyways. Yeah. Don't forget how much our God loves us. I just think it was, I, I, I still find it completely amazing the fact that it says, Pilate therefore wishing to release Jesus again called out to them, but they shouted saying, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate was wishing to set Jesus free, to let him go, because he knew it was the right, it, there was no wrong in him. Yet the crowd kept yelling, Crucify him. As a way of closing, I just want you guys to see that it is not our place to determine whether or not a person is worthy to stand in our presence. Because like I said, we are not worthy to stand in the presence of God. We are not worthy to be saved so we can go to heaven. We don't deserve it. Not not for a second. 
But yet, Jesus died for us so that we can be saved. So that we can go to heaven and live eternity with no more sickness, no more hatred. I look forward to that. If I were to die tomorrow, I would look forward to it. Because I know that where I'm going to end up, there's no more hatred over where you came from or what you look like. That's right. I've seen too many videos online about racism. And it's just, it's nothing but hatred. And I look forward to the day where that ends. Because we're finding so many guilty people and innocent people and we're making innocent people guilty and guilty people innocent just because that's what we want. Let's not be selfish. Let's be Christians. Let's be Christ-like. And remember that you have a God that loves you unconditionally. No matter where you came from, how messed up your history is, or your family's history is, no matter how messed up you think things are, God loves you. And He will forgive you of every wrong that you've done and will do. As long as you say, I'm going to follow Jesus the rest of my life to the best of my ability. took me 20, 22 years, 23 years to finally say that I'm going to follow Jesus. And since that day, I have had things happen that I can't even remotely close to explain. The fact that I was working a part-time job making $9 an hour bringing home, if I was lucky, $200 every other week, be it my bills were paid. I had food on the table for my kid. Because this is the love that God shares with us. So let's stop judging. Let's not be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Let's be the Christian that God meant us to be. Amen. Let's go in the world and show love to people who other people might. You know those homeless people standing around with the sign saying we'll work for food and some of them aren't really homeless but some of them really are. I've talked to a few of them. If I'm sitting at a traffic light I'll talk to one of them. Or if I was if I'm going for a walk I'll, I'll talk to homeless people. I don't care. They're people too. But they get shunned because of what they what happened. Stand up and be the Christians God meant us to be. Let's fight to prove that Jesus was an innocent man. But he died willingly so that we can go to heaven. Because there was no one else on this world that could that could make that kind of a sacrifice. It took an innocent man 
to take the burden of all of our sins. Let me tell you, that is something that I will always cherish. The fact that one person died for me. They didn't know where I came from. They didn't know my story. We weren't alive back then. But He died for us. And that is amazing to think that that's how much our God loves us. And that's that's the love that God wants us to have in this world. So I have the music team come up here. And as we sing, I want you guys to look into your heart because I know that I'm guilty of this. I've judged people before I've known them. I've told people that I didn't want to hang out with them just because of what others said. I, I, I it was wrong. And it's even happened, happened recently. There's a kid that comes to my house who gets left alone a lot because he's got Down syndrome. So he talks a little funny and he acts a little funny. And a lot of the teenagers avoid him. Well, they'll make fun of him. Yeah. This, I've played pool with this kid. He is terrible at playing pool. And he knows it. But he loves playing. And I've talked with him. And he's a cool kid. Yet, a lot of the teenagers that show up want to shut him away because he's different. <clears throat> Think about this. What would you do if God shunned you away because you were different? Hmm. What if you were shunned away by Jesus because we're different and we're not we're not following in his perfect footsteps? This world would be dead. Don't shun people away anymore. Invite them in lovingly and willingly. So that we can make God's kingdom grow.
One of the reasons this this message spoke to me a lot was because when I first met Alicia, I was not saved. I hated everything about church. Hated everything about it. I've even called her stupid for going. I hated everything about church. Because that's how I was. And when I first met Dan, I didn't like him. Just because he was a pastor. I didn't like him. I didn't want nothing to do with him. I didn't like you either. It's for the record. And the, the one conversation that made me change my mind was when I told him that Alicia was pregnant. Because that was the first actual conversation me and him had. Other than, hey, how's it going? And I thought he was going to flip. And he just said, well, what do we do from here? And for two years, that stuck with me. Like, why did he not flip out? Why did he not get angry? And I thought he was going to kill me. And after I got saved, I'm like, you know, that's because the love of God. That's because the love that God has for us. I have had far worse conversations with the Lord, and He forgave me every time. Thank you for listening to all or a portion of this full-length New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church worship service. New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church is located in East Toledo at 255 Hefner Street, 43605. If you'd like to reach out to the church, our phone number is 419-469-8808. Our website is newheightsfellowshipchurch.org, where you can find lots more information about the church, its connections, and how to give. You may you can mail uh, information to the church at the address 255 Hefner, 43605. You can also give to the ministry in some way if you wish by texting G-I-V-E G-I-V-E to 419-419-0095 If you'd simply like more information and updates about the ministry you may text I-N-F-O to that same phone number 419-419-0095 If you'd like to partner with the ministry in some way other than financial you may text P-A-R-T-N-E-R, the word partner, 2419-419-0095. Let's pray together and then we'll go out into the world and demonstrate the love of Christ. Be so inclusive.